welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Think Orange podcast. A podcast with ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. G'day everyone, my name is Dave and welcome to a bonus episode of the Think Orange podcast. I am your host Dave Adamson back here once again in the Think Orange bunker which has been fumigated in my absence. I went out to Australia for a few months and then I came back and the whole place was rearranged. Hey, it's so great to be back here and I can let you know that we have been reimagining the Think Orange podcast and we have got some great stuff coming for you very soon so make sure you keep an eye out for that wherever you tune in to your podcast. Well, in this episode of the podcast, we have a very special guest. We're going to be hearing from the one and only Reggie Joyner, and he's going to be doing a deep dive into the theme that we've had here at Orange for the past year. Now, if you've been to Orange Conference or if you've been participating in the Orange Tour, you would know that our theme has been It's Personal. And today, Reggie is going to specifically be talking about a brand new book that he has out called it's Personal, written by Virginia Ward, Reggie Joyner, and Kristen Ivey. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to have five simple questions that could give kids hope, well, this is the book for you. This book has been specifically written for small group leaders, church leaders, teachers, coaches, anyone who works with kids, and it really gives you a step-by-step guide on how you can give every kid hope. I'm going to tell you all the details on how you can get your own copy of the book at the end of this podcast, but because this is a special episode and because I'm feeling particularly generous, I'm going to give away 10 copies of the It's Personal book to 10 lucky listeners. To win your copy, all you have to do is pause this podcast right now and share it with your friends on social media using the hashtag ThinkOrange. You can share it on any platform, really, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever you're into. We're going to track that hashtag, Think Orange, and you could be one of the 10 lucky people who will win your own copy of It's Personal. Well, without any further ado, I'm going to throw it over to the founder and CEO of Orange, Reggie Joyner. Take it away, Reggie. So if you're listening to this podcast, I wanted to take a few minutes and talk to you about a project that we started working on um, a couple of years ago. Actually, it was Virginia Ward, Kristen Ivey, and myself. It's kind of this unique combination of three people when we came together. You've got Virginia Ward, who's been heavily involved in the African-American community in Boston, where she has led a church as a pastor. She's gotten her doctorate. You've got Kristen Ivey, who is a Baylor grad and a seminary grad and um, has worked with high school students pretty extensively. And then you've got me, who's worked in student ministry and children's ministry and family ministry for a couple of decades. And the three of us together bring several perspectives on what does it look like to help churches invite their leaders and volunteers into a more personal relationship with kids and students. And as we kind of push through the concept, we recognize that, you know, it really boils down to helping kids have the answers to some questions they all carry with them. Uh, The first question a kid is asking is, I need somebody who knows the answer to the question, do you know my name? Because most kids need to have a sense that somebody will remember them, somebody will know that they're there. The second question is, does anybody know the answer to this idea in my life? Do you know what matters to me? Because kids want to know that you're interested in them, and when you're interested in them, then all of a sudden, not only do they become interesting to you, 
they become interested in what you're interested in letting them understand and know. Because at the end of the day, kids want to know they matter to you. And the only way to let them know they matter to you is make sure that what matters to them matters to you, if that makes sense. I hope that was confusing enough. The third question is really about this issue. Every kid needs somebody who knows the answer to the question, do you know where I live? That means that we're kind of engaged into their everyday experience we understand the background and the world that they're in that kind of drives their behavior and perspective in life. Because if we understand their everyday world, it helps us connect with them at a different level. It helps us have empathy with them. It helps us, you know, wear their shoes for a moment and, and imagine what it's like living in their experience. And then the fourth question is where it begins to get a little deeper. We begin to push at this idea of, do you know what I've done? Because every kid is carrying maybe a secret, maybe something that they've wrestled with, maybe something they struggle with, they don't know how to talk about, maybe something that is convincing them that they don't have worth or value. And when you understand what that is, you can begin to transform you know, the idea of shame in their life to the idea of hope and give them kind of a new beginning and a new direction in life. And there's one other question we kind of added to the board that day as we were brainstorming around how to go deeper with a kid. And it was this idea, do you know what I can do? In other words, to see the potential that kids have and to actually help them believe in themselves in a way uh, that will help them push through in a, in, a, in a positive way, in a positive direction, the potential of achieving certain things in their life. In other words, I would say it this way, maybe, not only do they need someone that will help them believe in God, but they need someone actually in their life who believes in God and who believes in them. Because think about it for a second. If you have someone older than you, wiser than you, smarter than you, that actually believes you have potential and that you can accomplish something, then maybe you'll start believing it too. So we ended up in this creative meeting with the three of us with these questions on a board, and we started wrestling with how do we help leaders understand why this is so important? And then somewhere in the context of that discussion, we realized well, didn't Jesus actually do this when he walked on this planet, when he interacted with people? And are there illustrations in the New Testament where Jesus actually owned the answer to these five questions? And we happened on the story. It's a well-known story. It's actually a kid's story. And when I say the name of the story, you're going to go, oh yeah, that story, that makes sense. And it's the story of Zacchaeus. Even though that story has all the elements of being a powerful, powerful story as it relates you know, to kids, because it has you know, a tree that's great to climb, it has a celebrity and a parade that's coming through town, and a crowd of people gathering to watch it, and somebody short who can't see beyond the crowd, a kid can kind of identify with all those elements and components. We actually think that story is bigger than just a child story. It's a story for adults to understand how to interact and connect with kids and teenagers. Because everything that we just talked about that a kid needs to know the answer to is packaged and modeled and presented in this one story that Jesus did in the New Testament. So we started exploring it. We started using our imaginations to go, I wonder what it was like that day when Jesus was coming through Jericho to Jerusalem. Isn't it interesting that as he was passing through this town on his way to the cross, which is kind of the history of what was happening theologically at this time, he stopped. He stopped to help the most corrupt, the most notorious person in town in front of a group of people who had, for whatever reason, you know, a bad attitude about this guy. And so somewhere in the context of this story, we started asking, you know, ourselves the question, what would it look like if we invited volunteers to imagine that day, to imagine what it was like for Jesus 
to stop and to greet Zacchaeus with dignity and honor in front of people who despised him? What did it look like for Jesus to take an interest in someone who is interested in him? What did it look like for Jesus to invite himself into Zacchaeus' home to understand his everyday world? And what did it look like that night when Jesus, with his disciples, hung out with Zacchaeus to help Zacchaeus see himself in a new way, in a new light, and to deal with the shame that he had kind of wrestled with? And what did it look like that night in conclusion when Jesus finally made the statement, today salvation has come to your house? He actually somehow was able to convince Zacchaeus that he had the potential to transform from a greedy, corrupt person into a generous friend that could impact the town. So once we had, you know, sat around and talked about the story of Zacchaeus, Virginia Ward and Kristen and Ivy and I decided, let's just write a small book, a book that every volunteer could read in about an hour and a half that would challenge them to shift from being, you know, shallow to personal, that would challenge them to think in terms of how can they become the answer to these five questions in the life of a kid or a teenager, because we think that everybody struggles with the same issues that Zacchaeus struggles with. Uh, even you. I mean, you struggle with identity, you struggle with belonging, you struggle with purpose, and he had lost his sense of identity, his sense of belonging, and his sense of purpose. Isn't it interesting that in that lost condition that Jesus showed up and Jesus said, you know, Zacchaeus, I know who you are, and he named him. In front of the crowd, he named him as if to say, I know who you are. Step down out of the tree. And then, because he was struggling with a sense of belonging, he said, I'm going to invite myself to go to your house I want to hang out with you. You do belong. You never have to be alone. And then somehow in the context of this story, he spoke to the very issue of of his sense of purpose when he challenged him to be the person God had created and designed him to be. So here's the point, and this is what we hope you'll think in terms about as we're going across the country, talking to different cities. If you were a part of one of our tours, you've heard us talk about this. If you weren't, we really want you to understand why that we think this is such a powerful thing. We want you to be involved in inviting your leaders to invite themselves into the lives of kids and teenagers in a deeper way. Uh, we think the opposite of shallow is personal. And uh, we think that if we would simply give leaders some handles to know how to do this, we think it could change the world. It's so interesting in the story of Zacchaeus. I think personally that Jesus picked Zacchaeus out of the crowd because the rest of the crowd needed an example of somebody who was the worst guy in town. So if they could see him change, they could know that possibly even they could change. And it was Jesus' way of saying, you know what? You're all carrying your secrets. You're all carrying your stuff. You all struggle with belonging, purpose, and identity. And if Zacchaeus can be transformed in his life by knowing me, then so can you. And so can the average kid. So can the average teenager. I'm sure that day there were a couple things going on that we didn't realize, that there were probably people who were thinking, Jesus, you're wasting your time going home with Zacchaeus. But I think the the point of the story that I think Jesus would love to make to all of us is you're never wasting your time. When you get involved with a kid or teenager, regardless of what's going on in their world, because here's the thing we hope every person who's listening to this will embrace and believe, that the people around you can radically change. As a matter of fact, if you believe that, then you're uniquely positioned as a leader to lean into a kid or a teenager and give them the hope that there's a better version of themselves, to lean into a parent and give them the hope that there's a better version of their family they can discover, to give 
actually even your community, the idea that there's a better version of community and relationships that we can somehow harness and convince people of because we know the transformational potential that happens when someone is introduced to Jesus and knows him. And you're, in our mind, the link to that. So here's what we hope everyone who is listening to this will do. If you haven't gotten the book, we hope you'll get the book. Uh, There's also a free reader's guide that you can use both in the group context or by yourself to kind of explore some of these ideas to help you move from being shallow to being more personal with a kid or teenager. If you'll simply go to itspersonalbook.com, we hope that you'll give us some feedback on what you think because we really want to learn together at how to challenge a generation of leaders and volunteers to dive a little deeper in the lives of kids. So please do this with us, and uh, we look forward to having a conversation with you somewhere on the road, somewhere in the future, so we can learn together and lead together the next generation. Well, if that doesn't make you want to pick up your own copy of It's Personal, I don't know what will. I've, in fact, read this book, and it has changed, quite honestly, the way I do social media. I believe that if you want to make a difference in the world, you have to be different from the world. And on social media, being personal is different. Well, if you'd like your own copy of this book, you can go to itspersonalbook.com, itspersonalbook.com, and you can find out all the details there of how we can ship one to you. Or remember what I said at the start of this episode, we're giving away 10 copies of It's Personal. All you need to do is share this podcast using the hashtag ThinkOrange on any of your social media platforms. Well, I'm so glad that you're part of this episode today. It was so good to see all of your smiling faces once again right here in the Think Orange Bunker. My name is Dave, and remember, when you think next generation, think orange. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Think Orange podcast. Join us next time for more ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. For more episodes and show notes, visit thinkorangepodcast.com. 